You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What up, my brother? How are you? I'm all good. We had uh, a few weeks off because um, our schedules just did not uh, communicate. They didn't align. The planets were not aligned for us to uh, bang out any episodes, and so I'm glad to hear your voice. I'm back. We're I'm I'm happy that we're back in the saddle. Yeah, me as well. And sorry to all you loyal listeners out there who uh, may have missed an episode or two. We yeah, it was uh, it, you know we've we've overcome a lot of scheduling conflicts, and I don't know why this time it was so hard, but uh, I'm stoked because you know with a little bit of a break, you you appreciate what we do here. It's nice to hear your voice as well, and I'm I'm eager to to get into another episode. Yes. In the last episode, we chatted about building your network. That was a really great episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, we talk about how to grow your following. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, I found this on Hypebot, as per usual, um, from an author by the name of Becky Holton, and the article that she penned was called Seven Ways to Promote Your Music and Grow Your Fan Base. So, um, thought this was a good topic since we often talk about that the most important thing is to grow your fan base, and so then the obvious question is, well, how do I do that? Well, let's see what Becky has to say about that. Um, The present day music industry is making it harder for aspiring musicians to gain fame and recognition. It's not enough to just be talented or unique. You have to know how to advertise your skills and target the right audience. With the rise of social media and streaming services, the competition is tougher than ever and the stakes are sky high. So how does one achieve recognition in a competitive market? It's not that hard. All you have to do is strategize and know your strengths. So, Mike, here we go. Number one of five. And uh, to be clear, the article that she wrote was called Seven Ways to Promote Your Music and Grow Your Fan Base. But I picked the uh, the five, uh, my favorite five. Streamlining. I, I like it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, number one. Have a simple website. No matter how adept you are at social media management, you should always make your website a number one priority at all times. The reason for the persisting importance of websites for musicians is the isolation factor. This means that you're in total control of the look on your website, 
websites are supposed to be one page, simple and accessible to everyone. No need for complication and tons of media and images. Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this uh, throughout many episodes. So if you've listened to us for a long time or even a short amount of time, you'll, you know, this comes up all the time. And it's because, it, you know, it, it's exactly as she's pointing out, you have control over something, you know. And I like the fact that she's saying, cool, keep it simple, make it one page, have this be the, the launching point for all of the other places that you might send people. Um, and, I, I can't say that I disagree with it. We've we've run this one, yeah, many, many, many times. And so if you're out there and you're looking for a, a simple place to start, uh, you know, uh, build a website. Yeah. I mean, uh, a few things on this. Um, it's important to have your band's name URL. I think that's first and foremost. So band name, you know, mybandname.com. Uh, it's a pet peeve of mine whenever someone has the official in there. And But if you have to do that, um, please put the official after the band name as opposed to before it. Don't do officialmybandname.com because that makes the SEO uh, a lot harder to search. Make it mybandnameofficial.com if that is all necessary. But please, please try and avoid that if at all possible. Um, but it's very important to have that URL. And I'll tell you why, because on all your messaging, um, on all like your flyers, your, your tour advertisements your, your, on your record, um, on social media or whatever, it's a good idea to have that as like a porthole because it's an easy way to message where to send somebody. And what I do with our websites is uh, our websites are exactly this, like one page, simple and accessible to everyone, just as she describes it. It is just that. It is a one page. It pulls in the Instagram feed. It pulls in the bands in town feed. It has very uh, nice, easy, clickable links to all the merch store the where the, you know, like where, like uh, where your records are sold, if you have a record label or not, or, you know, just the destination where someone can buy your music. And then the Spotify link, the iTunes link, the YouTube link, all that stuff. So that it's, I go there and I get directed and I can see the stuff. And then the good thing about having the bands in town and Instagram feed pulled in there is that you don't have to be code savvy. You don't have to get in there and update it or whatever. Like it just updates itself. And, um, and I make all, I make the, the, uh, make it really simple, like in terms of like the, the color palette and the design and everything simple band logo, band name across the top, easy links in there, all the tour dates and VIP stuff in there aggregated from bands in town. And then the Instagram feed along the bottom, it works super great. And, uh, that's, that is, uh, my suggestion on how to do that. Yeah. And, and again, for everybody out there listening, you probably know this, but it allows for changes, changes within what you're prioritizing, changes within, you know, as streaming has become more and more important. And, you know, we prioritize sending people to Spotify or wherever we're sending them for streaming, you know, giving them options. It allows you to not have to change the destination. And I've heard you talk about this many times and I learned from it on, you know, just by doing the show of you indicating, yeah, you know, you keep that simple URL and that way on your posts, you know, if I go back three years, you know, it's not, the link isn't outdated. It's still sending it to whatever that URL is. I go there 
And the information from three years ago might be changed because, you know, it's a different time. But at least on that post, I can still get to the destination for what you're currently trying to promote. Totally. Um, Number two, generate hype. The modern day music business is all about hype. You see lackluster projects topping the charts precisely because of cleverly generated hype. Use snippets, teasers, and previews to get your fan base excited for an album or a new single. Yeah, and I mean, this is tried and true from anything, you know, regardless of how the industry continues to change. It's about having a strategy. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this. And, you know, I know for one, and some of the courses that I have at Outer Loop Coaching, you know, for instance, release it right, even though things continue to change within the industry on how we do release things and how we prioritize them. The thing that remains the same is you got to have a plan. You know, you have to have a plan that has these things. And, and if you're not taking time in advance to think about how you're going to promote something, it's going to be relatively impossible to really come up with the most clever way to, to you know, break through. And so I think this is a great one. Um, and I like that it's, it's pretty general because this is just a strategy. You can come back and listen to this. We're recording this in 2019. You can come back and listen to this in five years and you're still going to need a plan. You're still going to need to find a way to grab people's attention because whether you're just good or great, you know, people aren't going to be able to find your stuff unless you are making a lot of noise when, you know, when your music is being or video or whatever it may be is being released. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's no, there's no easy way to answer the question of how do I generate hype? The reality is, is that you kind of need to figure out a way to generate hype because there is a lot of competition out there. And what are you going to do to create hype? I mean, I think maybe the a smart way to go about it is what's currently hyped and what did they do? Look at what's going on around you um, and see how those things got to where they are. Like what strategies did they use? See if you can implement similar strategies. Um, you know, it's, it, I can't, you know, there's no way to, to pinpoint exactly because no one strategy is going to garner the same results for the same artist, right? Like you could do what somebody else does directly, you know, they, you could follow the exact same formula, but you're not going to get the same results. So you got to kind of find what your fan base resonates with. Um, and you got to feed them more of that to kind of generate hype and you got to get people interested in it is what you do. But unfortunately there's no real easy answer to that other than it has to happen. Yeah. And that's a great reminder. And I think one of the things that it sparks in my mind is that idea that we've talked about and everything is, is it's got to be genuine as well, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why it is so hard is because, you know, what works for you is going to be different than work works for me, because even though, you know, we have similar stories and, you know, we've got a lot of overlap, you know, what's genuine to Blasco is going to be different than what's genuine to, to Mike Mowry. So as you're out there trying to think of all this and, you know, it, it, it again, I know when I first started doing a lot of this stuff, whether it just be social media or just marketing in general, it felt a little overwhelming you know, because it was like, oh, this isn't intuitive. How do I do it? 
And, you know, what I found is just like you said, you go, you kind of take a look at what other people are doing. You just play with it. It's like anything else. When you first started being in a band, it wasn't like it came naturally and you were an expert. This stuff is stuff you've got to practice and play with as well. And what better time to do that when than when you're, you know, developing. Yep. Uh, number three, contact playlist creators on streaming services. Despite Apple Music and Spotify having excellent algorithms for discovering music similar to the one you like, very few people actively look for new music. The chance of disappointment is too big, so listeners rely on other methods of discovery instead. One of them is listening to playlists. Yeah, I mean, you can't... uh can't overstate the importance of, you know, of playlisting and really the streaming services, which we've talked about for quite some time now. And that's right. I mean, you know, the the official, you know, the, the curated ones by the powers that be at these respective organizations, you know, if you're a developing artist, it's going to be challenging to get their attention. That said, there's thousands upon thousands of fans who are already making playlists and there are strategies to, you know, uh, reach out to them, make contact with them, of course, be polite and get in there with a pitch. And inevitably that is a way that starts to move, you know, your numbers, your out al- the algorithm, you know, of you getting plays, um, you know, and, and eventually that might matriculate and end up where you are. Uh, getting the attention of the official people, but that's not even a requirement. You can just hustle, find people who are playing stuff that you like, that you think that, you know, your band fits with and you've got to be diligent and you've got to, you know, really uh, be persistent in order to, you know, you know, my experience and the artists that I've worked with, the experiences, you know, there it's, it's a low conversion rate when you're kind of out there trying to find people because this isn't what they do all day, every day. This isn't their job. They've got a playlist and you're trying to get their attention. But when you do make that connection and they do end up, you know, putting your song on their playlist, the results, uh, the results are pretty spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I am by no means a major playlister, um, but I do have a playlist on Spotify and um, people or bands have reached out to me via Instagram. They DM me on Instagram. Hey man, I'm a fan of your playlist. Is there any way you can add my band to it? And I'll check it out. And if I think the band is appropriate to fit on there, I will add them to the playlist and if not, then I'll nicely respond like, hey, it's I, it's very kind of niche specific and, you know, it's kind of not the thing that I would be thinking of adding, but thanks for reaching out. I super appreciate it and thanks for listening and paying attention. But my point is, is that can be, you can replicate that exact scenario on a playlist that is much bigger. You just need to locate these people and reach out to them. Um, I mean, the, the fact that someone acknowledges that they, listen or or that they even know that it exists is super beneficial. So don't be overwhelmed by, or be, be intimidated by reaching out to these people. Like they're more powerful than you. And they're just, you know, you can't, if you're trying to make a career in this business, you can't be afraid of rejection. You've got to go out there and you've got to make connections. And we did a whole episode, Mike, I don't remember what episode it was, but we did a whole episode on how to reach out to uh, playlisters and engage with them and find them on 
Facebook and whatever else and reach out to them and, and connect with them. So um, go back and, and, and find that episode if, if you're really interested um, to do that. But on a basic level, it can be done. People do it with me. Um, I do it to other places when I'm, you know, hustling bands and, um, and it can be done and it happens every day. And, and, uh, don't, don't be overwhelmed. Look, I mean, at, at the end of the day, this, this is something to where you've got to put in a little bit of extra effort and that shouldn't sound daunting. It shouldn't sound like this is like a bunch of hard work and, oh my God, like, how do I do this? It's like, man, just, it's just, it's at your fingertips, get in there and have, and most importantly, have fun with it you know, find some playlists, like build connections. Like, don't we all want more friends? Like, don't we all want more people to listen to our music? You know, like have, think of it as really is having fun. And once again, just to reiterate, like, don't be afraid of rejection. That's going to happen. Um, but if, if you're afraid of it, then that's all it's going to be. You're just going to be rejected and wondering what if, you know, so. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Yeah, I mean, that that's great advice. I mean, reminding everyone to have fun with it, even at our level. Sometimes I've got to just take a step back and say, hey, you know, let, how do we how do we take this thing that's challenging and and, you know, make it exciting and make it fun? And, you know, I have some an example that I've watched other artists, you know, do not just with this particular thing, but, you know, in terms of uh, I have an artist that, you know, launched a pre-order, you know, physical pre-order uh, last Friday. And over the weekend, we've been chatting and you know, essentially they said, look, we've got an internal competition, you know, within the band, they're reaching out to fans individually and, you know, not pressuring people to go buy it, but making sure that they saw it, making sure they're aware. And, you know, they're having a little bit of a competition to see who can get the most people to, to convert. And so that's a prime example of making it a little bit fun, you know, have, have a little, you know, if you're in a band, you know, get a little competition going, do something like that. And yeah, keep it, keep it jovial. <laughs> yes. Uh, number four, don't forget about YouTube. A lot of music listeners prefer YouTube's interface algorithms or the lack of having to pay. This will open up a whole new fan base to you, allowing your music to be seen and heard. Yeah, I mean, this is goes back to that adage that I've talked about in previous episodes, which is you kind of got to meet your fans where they are. Mm -hmm. And it's a it is a nice reminder. I mean, I know in my world, it feels like Spotify has become the, you know, the top dog in terms of what we prioritize. I know that's not entirely true because we, you know, especially with the uh, artists that I have on labels, we're constantly talking about how to serve the other streaming providers, but YouTube can get forgotten. And, you know, it used to be the world of, of course, lyric videos and then regular videos. And, you know, it's just, this is a nice way to just say, look, you've got to, to be everywhere that fans of, you know, or potential fans of the genres that you're playing uh, exist and YouTube, uh, you know, <laughs> I just had uh, breakfast with a guy yesterday and had sent him a Spotify link of an artist. And he's like, hey, what was that? I can't check it out. I'm not on Spotify. And my first question was, well, where do you listen to music? 
His answer, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a very important part. And that is true. Uh, you know, a lot of people do stray away from Apple Music or iTunes or Spotify and, and really they're you know, th- their destination is YouTube. Um, and I, I also think too, it's like, don't, don't think of, don't think of it as like, well, I don't have a music video or I can't afford a music video. So I, I can't be on YouTube. Like that's nonsense. Like, don't think of it just as that you can create a static video for your music and, and just have your music on there. It doesn't have to be some highly edited you know, $10,000 masterpiece of, of a music video to be on there. I mean, all your music should be on there with the album cover, um, and a static video, or even you can make real inexpensive lyric videos, or you can have competitions for fans to make fan generated videos or what have you. Um, I think it's more important of just filling up that space so that whenever someone goes looking for your music, it's on all of the platforms and I, and you have to treat YouTube, Spotify, and Apple of equal level of importance. And once again, don't think of YouTube as just a place for videos. That's not true. Um, you can put your music on there very simply without a music video. Um, so yes, this is very important to not forget about YouTube. Uh, number five, interact. When someone comments on your videos or social media posts, interact with them. Too many listeners are sick of musicians thinking they're bigger than everyone else. While pay-per-click campaigns, music videos, and launches cost money, it doesn't take even a dime to act human and interact with your fans. Yeah, I mean, this might actually be the most important component of it. For you know? sure. And and obviously, it's listed number five because you've got to do the other things and have them in place in order to really, uh, you know, uh, have the platform, if you will, or at least have the base and the foundation. But once once you've got those boxes checked, you know, you've got your website, uh, you've got your, you know, you've, you've spent the time for planning and building, you know, uh, the content to generate hype. You're couldn't, you know, you're contacting playlist creators, you know, and of course not forgetting about YouTube, then you got to, You know, once, once the comments start coming in or people start liking it or disliking it, you know, you got to get in there and really start to interact with them. And, and that's where, you know, I have seen, uh, you know, the men or, you know, women get separated from the boys and girls. I don't know about you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, yes, you're exactly right because you can't interact with fans if you have no fans commenting. So yes, you got to do the work to get to the point to where there is enough of a momentum where people actually are commenting, but don't take that part for granted. Don't be like, oh, oh, cool. I've got people paying attention now. This is where I tag out. No, this is where I actually get become more engaged. Um, this is the moment this is the moment that you've been waiting for is, and it is free to get in there and to go on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, you know, build a Facebook group, really start to communicate because that's where, that's where the win is, is because you, that's how you know what to do next. That's how you know what people want is whenever you're interacting with them and and talking to them what it why are they here what what's what's so special about me like what what drove you to want to even comment it's it's super easy to double tap and get a like and 
you know, get a view or whatever. But for someone to actually spend time to write a comment, those are very important people. And you need to engage and interact with them and bring them closer because those are people that you can go like, oh, hey, by the way, did you miss the fact that we've got a t-shirt for sale here? Oh, did you miss the fact that I've got a pre-order up here? Did you miss the fact that we have a mailing list that you could sign up for and, you know, here and stuff? So this is, yes, this is the single most important part, but you got to do the work to get there. Once you're here, this is the moment where you turn it on and, uh, and, and hyper engage with them. Uh, so she concludes this article Applying these tactics will not only expand your influence, but only solidify your image. As your fan base grows, each and every fan will know what to expect from you and know you are, know who you are. Image is important in modern music as much as financing, finances and influencing. Don't let so many tools scare you. Use them to your advantage and don't give up on your dreams. If you don't believe in yourself, who will? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well put. It all sounds a little cheesy when you read it, but you know, it goes back to the adage: keep it simple, stupid. You know, if you if you if you're out there and and the stuff is overwhelming, you go back to basics. You know, and I think you and I have talked about this, you know, at length. But it's like connect with other people, you know, that are on your level or a step ahead of you, who seem to be doing something that is working. You know, I found, and I know you found that Blasco, it's like reaching out and asking, you know, how you can learn from someone is one of the most flattering experiences that uh, someone could go through. So, you know, again, these are, you know, it, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it because we've actually done it. But I think what we want to convey to you, anybody who's listening, or at least I would like to, is I was there at one point. You know, you and I, we had to, uh, we are operating in a digital age that, neither of us came up in, you know, mm -hmm. we came up in a freaking analog age. You know, you, you mentioned flyers earlier in this episode, literally printed hand printed flyers. That was the things that was in our hands. And so all of this stuff, you know, I heard you say, don't be afraid of rejection. Hell yeah. I was scared of rejection at first, but what happened was you go through it, you realize, okay, you get rejected once you get two wins. Yeah. All good. You know, you start to get a couple wins under your belt and, it starts to feel good. And this stuff, I don't want to say it becomes addictive, but it becomes, you know, you just see that the reason that we're dedicating a whole episode to it is when you do it and you don't overthink it, it works. And then you're, you know, you've got bigger, bigger things that you can start to tackle, which is such an awesome and amazing feeling. So, you know, dig in, keep it simple and, you know, let us know, let us know how it works for you and let us know what questions you have. Yes. And that concludes episode 109. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Just thanks to all you loyal listeners who continue to tune in. Blasco, it's great to reconnect. If you guys are looking to take your careers a bit further, head over to outerloopcoaching.com for some of the products that we continue to tweak and develop that cover a lot of the things that, you know, in, in specifics that we've covered in general here. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Loop, and I hope you have a marvelous week. 
Thanks, everyone. Peace. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.